this is a movie such like of its time, mm-hmm. but it is also somehow timeless. I think that's just a sad commentary I'm on corporate our America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I one hundred percent agree. Make I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. What are we talking about, Dan? Office space. Oh, man. I have a lot of it because of a big desk because uh, I'm the receptionist, so it's like the whole front part is, is my office space. Can everybody see you, though, or can a lot of people see you? Uh, n- Weirdly, no. It is okay. weirdly I mean, private where you are yeah, for being the biggest open space in your office. It is the biggest open space, well, other than like the kitchen, but like I am, I'm at a big, big desk but I'm surrounded on all sides by conference rooms. Mm. So if no one's in the conference rooms, I'm by myself. So it's very, very quiet or very loud by my desk. Gotcha. And never the twain shall meet. I just, <laughs> I just, uh, we had several people leave our, uh, like office and we hired new people, but while we were waiting for them, I absolutely switched where I normally sit <laughs> so that now my back is facing all walls in every direction. I was like in the middle of our space and I did not enjoy it. No, and I don't so like that. So I got the exact same desk, but now I see people and no one sees me. From where I sit, sometimes people think it's chill to like lean over my desk and look at my computer screen. And I'm like, I would not do that to you. Yeah, fuck right off. Yeah. I sit right in front of the chief executive officer of my department. So you try <laughs> to keep it kind of chill. I, I run a tight ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he comes out and like he he makes a regular uh, habit of asking me, "Hey, what's that graph for?" And the graph is always like my personal budget, uh, <laughs> and he like uh, it makes him uncomfortable because it's like you know this executive officer person looking at this hourly employee's like finances. Oh, and so he always like you know covers his eyes and runs away. <laughs> oh, a poor, I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasn't supposed to talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were in a different income bracket. Come back to me yeah. when you make six figures. <laughs> anyway. Office space. Office this space. This was a very meta conversation about office space, right? We yeah. Just had All three of us work in office. Very of, office spacey of offices, I think. Yeah. Well, not uh, you, Dan. Yeah, mine's pretty atypical. Yeah. I feel like if you chill. made office space today, yours would... It in its a atyp- in its atypicalness would still be a very office spacey movie today. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. Planet Money just did a podcast about the open office, and like Ugh. I related. Like there are some definitely good parts, some definitely bad parts, but like because it's like the fad right now, I think if Office Space was remade, it would be remade with an open office, yeah. and a lot of the jokes would still play just in like a very slightly different way. Like. <laughs> There's that scene he would build space. a cubicle. Yeah, where he point, points a cubicle. It would just basically be like him building a wall away from. <laughs> Leave like, me alone. Shut up, everyone! Shut up and let me work. Big, big headphones. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I imagine it would have a lot of like the trappings that my office does, where you get a bunch of snacks in a ping pong table instead of being able to go home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a ping pong table, but in a room with no windows. Like, <laughs> Kinda. It's a ping pong table that no one has ever used except for day one. It was there. Yeah. Well, people had a tournament once. 
they're all like fresh out of college, the people who work at my office, so they like still have youthful exuberance. <laughs> I work, they still care. They still care. I work in a very old office building downtown, um, and <laughs> the aforementioned uh, executive uh, has, not him, but the predecessor, cordoned off the one window on our floor inside his office, or excuse me, one of two windows on our floor, the second of which looks into the dark, dank, like, ventilation shaft they had to build between old office buildings <laughs> so that you could get Why air you put flow. a window there? You know, I guess to open it up in case of fire. I guess. But it's just like, it, I worked there for a year and a half before I realized it was a window and not just a black shape on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Weird art. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. So, office space. This movie. Yeah. Um, let's do the recap first. It won't be me. I'll say that. Oh, sure. I'll do it. Um, so, it is set in the late 90s um, yep. in a corporate office in, um, I assume, the Bay Area, probably. Anywhere you It doesn't really matter. Like, anywhere. Pacific Northwest, maybe, would be. Yeah. Well, you could, you could make that like argument. Seems like they're near a mid-size urban area i would say it's the setting is kind of i mean the setting is probably purposely vague yeah honestly was this filmed in the 90s too or was it like set in the past Mm, it was i think it was filmed in like 99 okay because this is this is remind me his name really quick it is judd mike judge mike judge excuse me um it came out in 99 Okay. So I think it was like made in real time, basically. Nice. Mike Judge, who you'll know from Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and uh, Idiocracy, mm-hmm. um, Silicon Valley is his latest entry into this oeuvre. Um, it was shot in Dallas and Austin. I don't know if that's where it's set, oh, but that's where it was shot. It may be. That's a very urban Texas feeling place, actually. Sure. When you look at it. Um so basically, it follows the story of um, the main character. Played by Ron Livingston. Played by Ron Livingston. Name. I forget his character's name off the top Peter. of my head. Peter. Peter uh, Gibbons. Yep. So <laughs> Peter. a very good Gary Cole impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I realized I did that off the top of my head. I was like looking up into the side, and I was like, I have the Wikipedia page open, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> the damn thing. So um, Peter and his two coworkers, Michael and... Um, Samir? Samir, Samir, yes. Um, that one off the top of my head, too. Uh, are just generally um, not thrilled with their station in life working for this corporate of all corporate uh, tech companies whose sole uh, purpose appears to be to update banking software for Y2K. At least that's Peter's job. It does. It's hard to tell if that's the whole company's business, but like yeah. you don't know what anybody else really does. So that seems to be fairly... Yeah, I mean, they do... Like, well, I know the one guy's a people person. So. I'm good with people! <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a blasé Very gray. Doing, like, weird, just off, like, basic, menial office work. Yeah, a lot of talk about memos and how work is accomplished, even though the work itself is circular yeah and like for the good of the team and the company and like you know so peter's in a bad way and his girlfriend decides to take him to a hypnotist to try and just get him out of his humdrum the rut that he's in it's like an occupational therapist like find his 
either joy in his current work or help him find you know work that'll bring him joy or whatever. Seems to be the premise. Yeah. So Peter goes to him. Uh, he explains his like work situation, and um, the hypnotherapist decides that it's really fucked up, and he's gonna try and help him. Um, and he uh, dies of a coronary halfway <laughs> through uh, treating hypnotizing Peter. Yeah. So he like gets him to relax, but then like never does the like. No, I'm going to take you out of Meg it. And you're going to come out of it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so Peter then appears from the outside to have an existential breakdown over the next several days <laughs> where he just stops caring about his like work life and like what needs to happen. And uh, he uh, skips going in uh, for extra work on like a Saturday. Um, he just has a delightful weekend, uh, sleeping in, um, his terrible girlfriend breaks up with him and he goes into work and is rewarded for this like gleeful, um, for the moxie he shows. Yeah. So they have brought in consultants to downsize the company. And so he just like goes in with this laissez faire attitude to the consultants and they view him as like an innovator and like a born leader free thinker, like a sociopath. He, he <laughs> hasn't like he hasn't he's not working well with the minutia because the business isn't operating like efficiently. And if you were to challenge him, he would rise to any occasion. So he like, yeah. Yeah. So thus he's rewarded and elevated to a higher position within the company, only to find out that Michael and Samir are going to be let go. Oh. So they hatch a plan that they are going to insert a virus into the um, company's payroll software. Um, it's not that, even the payroll. It's just their general like, oh, accounting. It's, just, it's yeah. their accounting that they, it's the money that they are putting into the bank. Yeah. So for the money they're going to put into the bank, um, since it is coming through all of these transactions and summing up to um, numbers with three um, decimal, places. decimal places. Thank you. Um, the banking software rounds up to or rounds to the nearest whole number, which means there are little micro transactions of tenths Point, of a penny that um, just kind of get written off. But they're going to take those tenths of a penny and move those into an, uh, another account and they fuck it up. <laughs> and then they take. Um, what you're let? I don't know if you ever actually see the you whole do. number. You do see the whole yep. number. Three hundred and five thousand dollars. Three hundred and five. Three hundred and twenty-six over like a weekend. Fool. Yeah. So they wind up taking more than they anticipated to, <laughs> um, and then they have to find a savvy way of undoing the damage that they did. Um, they don't ever get any of the money though. They don't ever get any of the money. They give okay. the money back because Michael and Smear are ultimately let go. Peter's going to take the fall for the whole thing. Peter slides the money underneath, uh, like, the president's desk or something. Yeah. Um, and then this wonderful, delightful character named Milton, <laughs> who you've been following over the course of the film in the B-plot, who has just been downtrodden, like, no get out. To the point guy. where he had been let go three years prior to the start of the film. The consultants catch it and decide that they are just going to stop paying him until the situation resolves itself naturally. They're like, we don't want conflict. So if we just stop paying him long enough, he'll just either stop coming or he'll quit or whatever. It'll get resolved yeah. that way. And he's the one with the red stapler. He's right? the one yes. with the red stapler. And they take his stapler from him. They move his office like uh, the for basement. the 50th the time, but yeah. this time to the basement. They have a cake, like a, a birthday party where he doesn't get any cake for like the umpteenth time. Poor yeah. Buddy. Uh, so he's decided he's going to burn the building down, and he goes in to confront the the manager, 
and he finds the check for the $300,000 and he burns the fucking building down. And takes the check. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. He's like, he is one of my favorite character actors whose name is like fled my memory at the Stephen moment. Stephen Root. Thank you, Stephen Root. Uh, he's amazing in literally everything he's in and he's in a lot of Mike Judge stuff. He's like Bill yeah. in King of the Hill. Yep. Yeah. He's in, I'm pretty sure he's in, he's in most things yeah. that Mike Judge has done. He's, he's kind of like out. his yeah. uh, John Ratzenberg a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Milton. I would keep him around forever because he's just a joy. He's the he's best actually, in dodgeball. I think, so Milton was like the original idea for Office yeah, Space. Yeah, it's like a comic. It's like a based short. Based on Milton. It, it was or, a, a little animated short. short. Like yeah. That, yeah. So the story was supposed to be about him. <laughs> To start, and they were like, "Guess we got to make an everyman to like foible around until but he again, can get his come up." But again, the point is, it's not supposed to be about him. Well, yeah. he was like, like an idea for a background character in Beavis and Butthead. Oh, ultimately, that, that got sense. spun out into this movie. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's the plot of the, the film. Where, uh, what are we gonna do with that three hundred thousand dollars, Dan? Wait, do your rating. You oh, my rating. Want to skip your rating? Oh, I am like an eight. That's, I love this movie. I watch it. Every chance that I get, um, I just love the mendacity of it almost. Um, just like it can happen anywhere at any time, and it's just like just real life enough that like <laughs> it's not even fiction. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I'll go seven. I'm in a very similar vein. I think I'll give you the edge, but I I've watched it a million times. I will watch it a million more times before I shuffle off this mortal coil. And it's just like it, I don't know. It just speaks to real life in a very timeless way. That's just, it's so good. And like all of his interactions with his boss. It goes beyond that too, because, and the bobs, I love the way they portray the consultants. It like is so perfect. There's another B plot with his uh, new girlfriend, Jennifer Aniston, who works in like a TGA Fridays, Shoney's type establishment. And that like food service environment also rings very true. Oh God, that fucking coworker of hers who's so (laughs) into his flair. Like, I, I know that person, and I hate him so much. A friend of mine went as him for Halloween once, and it was great. That is a, that's a good one. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give myself a two. I've seen this movie once. Uh, as an adult, it wasn't super long ago. It's in like the past ten years. Uh, and it definitely rang true in a way that made me feel very sad. <laughs> like, I've been working in... like. Um, temp jobs and then this job that I have for like most of my life now and it's just like it's it's upsetting to me how uh like this in the office how stereotypical the office setting can be that you can make it into a show like that and like have it be true to everyone who works in an office you know what I mean it's like uh so I'm just going through this movie in my <laughs> head. Them, built, them beating the shit out of that, that printer. Copyright, like, yeah. I've thought about it. That's like part, like number three part of my job is fixing copiers that don't work. And like, uh, I hate them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think like I, I get anxiety watching movies like this sometimes because it's like everybody is. Why would I watch a movie about my life? <laughs> First of all, why well, would I watch a movie about my life? Everybody is kind of shitty to everybody Yes, else. and I can't usually stand things like that because I'm like someone's gotta 
gotta be nice. I don't know. It's my, I have this complex I'll call the what about Bob complex where I can't watch a movie where people are just indiscriminately mean to one person forever uh, and no one will listen when that person complains about it or is like, uh, and Steven Root's character almost has that happen, but in the end he gets his come up and so it's okay. Like I like this movie because of the ending. I have that, but for movies where people are, like, making a fool of themselves. Like, it makes me really uncomfortable. Not when people are uncomfortable, when they don't know they're uncomfortable. So, like, the like, entire oeuvre of Chris Farley makes you feel kind of itchy? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's a low-level low level hum on all of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that, too. And I'm like, please, just, they, they, uh, if you just tried a little harder to pay, pay attention to yourself, people would like you. The scene in Black Sheep where they're trying to get the bat out of the cabin, though, is a ballet in my mind. <laughs> like, I've never it's seen that art. True it, art. It is art in motion, I swear. Uh, uh, so what finance stuff are we talking about here? Yeah, so this one will be probably, well, I always say they're going to be short in my head and then they wind up not being, but um, I basically just wanted to run through like the idea of the plan and whether it holds water if you actually put the money behind it. Is this a crime episode? This might be a crime episode. It's kind of a crime episode. It's more of a, did the screenwriters do the math? Okay. Sure. And then I wanted to figure out how bad Michael had to fuck it up to make it go break this bad. <laughs> uh, hashtag don't do crime. <laughs> hashtag don't do crime. No real life advice except don't do crime. So, the original premise, what they say in this movie, is that they're going to take a fraction of a cent... For a few thousand withdrawals every day, and after a couple of years, they will have a few hundred thousand dollars. That's the original premise. <laughs> Fraction of a cent, few thousand withdrawals every day, couple of years. It's not supposed to be everyone, just a few thousand of these Yeah, I mean, you don't have an idea really in the movie of how many transactions they do a day, so a few sure. thousand could be all of them, it could be they only select a few, but they, they do explicitly say a few thousand transactions, they okay. say that. So whether that's all or not, you don't necessarily know, but. So what I did is, okay, what does is, what is that equal? Like they say it's going to be a few hundred thousand dollars, but we're not in the business of taking screenwriters at their words here. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I did .005. So okay. I figured a some. A half of a penny. Yeah, some will be point one, .001, some will be .009. So half a penny is probably going to be about your average if you're rounding up fractions of a penny. Yeah, yeah, sure. Then I did 3,000 transactions a day. Figured a few thousand runs about three. Sure. Um, which means you get 15 bucks a day. Okay. Out of this. Okay. Then I did 350 days per year. Which means you get $5,250 a, a year. Okay, what'd they fuck oh, up? Oh, that's not... <laughs> So two years, three years, you're winding somewhere between ten to fifteen. They are pulling in a minimum wage salary. Good job. Uh, Probably less than that. Well, it's not taxed. It's fifteen dollars a day. Before you split it three ways. Yeah, and again, that's fifteen dollars a day. A day. Oh yeah. An hour. That's fifteen. But you say three hundred and fifty. For three hundred and fifty days. That's true. You don't work every day of the year. That's including da 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 da. So. But, mm, that's not the number they said. So yeah, they they fucked this up somewhere. Hmm. Okay. Also, real quick, what what do you guys think several is? I don't know. It just made me think of when you said a few is like three. How many is several? 
Uh, well, my wife and I had this argument about what a couple means, because she's like two or three. And a I was couple like, is it's the two. simplest one. Thank you. <laughs> a couple's she the only it's one. it's two or three, and I said, a few is three. A few is three. A couple is two, and she's like, well, in a couple, yes, but if like it was just a, That's like, why a couple of things, that could be three, and I was like, no, no, it's two things. That's why a polyaminous triad is called a thruple. Come on. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah, none of Ew. that was good. Um, I would say several is probably four to five. Okay. I think one, two is a couple, three is few, four could probably be few, but I would say I would probably go several, five is probably several, and beyond that, I think I would explicitly start naming. Okay. Like, you would say like seven. Oh, there's six or seven of them, or okay. there's, you know, around ten or whatever. Um, one, couple is two, few is three and or four, uh, several is five to seven, and mm-hmm. anything beyond eight is many. Doorknob has, has very many. Doorknob has several opinions. <laughs> Key, come here. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I agree with all that. I think when I was a kid, I was oh, like, no. several must mean seven. Like, oh. because of the sev. That's but an think, incredibly arbitrary point of view to have. I was a child, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's allowed. I also thought that when my mom shaved my dad's head bald, he wouldn't be able to talk anymore because babies were bald and they couldn't talk. And it turns out for that the holds last up. 20 years, you've been right. My dad's been mute. <laughs> yeah. He tries to grow his hair back, and his mom mom doesn't let him. Male pattern muteness. So. So how so, do we fix this? Yeah. Basically, I figured if they're doing fractions of a penny, that's not going to change. It's going to wind up being about a half of a penny. So I said, okay, if you're going to make $300,000 over two years, because that they seem pretty sure about is the hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand in a few years, and I can change the numbers, but I figured that requires you to make $428 a day. Okay, that's a bigger chunk. Significantly more than 15. So that basically means there needs to be 85, almost 86,000 transactions per day. That's not a few. Which, I was going to say, may be possible, but in our just discussion of a few versus several, I believe this falls into the many categories. This, yeah. this is many. This is many transactions I would maybe call this myriad. So, um, yeah, where they screwed this up is that, okay, they said a few, but really they're pulling from tens and tens of thousands of transactions a day. Okay. Uh, all right. Do okay. So, uh, so they were wrong. <laughs> they did end the, of show. Bye, well, <laughs> the end. What I want to figure out is they were wrong in that way, but they were also wrong in execution. They were wrong in theory and wrong in execution. They're yeah. wrong all the way down. What did they? How so did they do this? If we stick to their logic, and they, like, if they wound up. Uh, how do we want to approach this? So, like, if they would wind up with the, let's do the the fifteen thousand a year. Sorry. Okay. Let's do the fifteen thousand a year. Five thousand. They either get five thousand a year, or they get one hundred and fifty thousand a year. <laughs> they're doing if they're doing three thousand transactions a day, they're getting five thousand a year. Okay. And if they're doing eighty five thousand, almost eighty six thousand transactions a day, they're getting one hundred. So. If they thought that they were taking $5,000 a year, it's not what they said they were going to do, but what they, what theoretically in the text they said, um, how 
bad that they screw up that they wound up taking $315,000 over a weekend. Well, here's my theory. What if they didn't take the fraction of a cent? They just took all the cents off the dollar. That's implied what they did, is that they moved the decimal point to the wrong point. Okay. So they were taking... So my my question is, were they taking all the cents, or were they taking... Tens of dollars off of every transaction. So, <laughs> so here's, the, here's what I did, but that's a good... There's two... One of those I didn't answer, but we can probably do it here. So here's what I assumed. Actually, in the account, in the account there's $305,000. Uh-huh. And he says explicitly, I must have got a decimal, decimal place wrong, which means if that's the case, it has to be some multiple of 10, right? Sure. Yeah. So I figured, okay, let's say that day... If $428 a day gets you to your $300,000 in a couple of years, let's say they were actually supposed to get three hundred and five that day. Maybe it was, you know, it's a weekend, so maybe there's yep. less transactions than normal, or, you know, maybe they weren't talking about $300,000, they were going to get $200,000 or whatever. So let's say they're supposed to get $300. Sure. Which means at that .005, you would need 61,000 transactions. Okay. Okay. It's definitely more than a few. Right, but still, 61,000 transactions, fraction of a penny, you get your 305 a day, everybody's happy. Yeah. Solidly in the many, I believe. Yes. Solidly in many. But that's like that's the idea. So if you wind up with 305,000, that means you missed your decimal place by four places <laughs> by a thousand like factor of a thousand, which means you take $5 <laughs> Per transaction. A little bit more noticeable. Somebody would have noticed that. <laughs> yes. You'd think. Now, if they did this over a weekend, I said 61,000 transactions, so that would be a day in a day. So maybe they did like 30 the two different days. But the point is, they missed the decimal place by a factor of 1,000 and took <laughs> five extra dollars per transaction. Oh, man. These should not be the people in charge of changing the computers over for Y2K. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's why they failed and the world blew up. Yeah, and so. that's why we're in the bunker now. Yeah, talking to no one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello out there, no one. This is why we're only covering films from, <laughs> 1990, uh, from 1939 to 1999. <laughs> what I do want to do, let's say they needed to get... So I'm thinking, I'm doing this on the fly, so I may not be correct, so I apologize if I'm not, but I'm thinking if they were trying, if let's say they were trying to get $30 instead, which would be more in line with the first thing, which wouldn't get them $300,000, would only get them like $15,000, but would make sense with the few thousand transactions a day, Yeah, and they would have missed this by, it would have to be another decimal point the other way, right? Because they missed it by even further. Instead of getting so, thirty, they got three hundred thousand. Instead of getting three hundred, so they were taking fifty dollars per transaction. Someone will notice this. Yeah, let's see. That's a mistake. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So they either were totally wrong in their math, and instead of getting a few hundred thousand dollars, we're only going to get a few thousand dollars, and missed the decimal point by five places and took fifty dollars extra per transaction. <sighs> Or they did their math totally wrong, and they were supposed, they actually were taking from 80,000 transactions to get to those several hundred thousand dollars, and they missed the decimal place by only four places, and were taking five extra dollars per transaction. I mean, holy crud. In the end, it uh, doesn't matter. 
Then yeah, you're going to jail either yeah, way. Yeah, you're going to jail. Yeah. But do you go to jail even if you don't get the money? Yes, because you still can't the crime. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. In but the same way... But I didn't benefit from my crime. In the same way if you rob a bank and then the money flies the off money the back charity. of the car, it's still a crime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. The guys in Superman 3 went to prison too, so like Correct. they should have saw it coming. <laughs> my favorite part about this, though, is he goes to check the account balance. And I had never noticed this before because I never cared this much about the actual money side of it. He checks it in an Inatech credit union ATM. <laughs> They put this goddamn money in the company credit union. credit union. That's super dumb. You guys got to think out your crime. Not that you should do crime. Although there is several scenes in this movie where they talk about how they're super bad at crime. <laughs> yeah. And like how dumb people succeed at crimes and they should be better at crime because they're smart people. No. I think smart people get caught more often because they think they're too smart. They should have known that they were in a Mike Judge film, though. Because <laughs> oh, man. Mike Judge films are exclusively about dumb... The entire thing about Mike Judge work is it's about dumb to, like, middling, middling. people doing not all that well to their best. Absurdly <laughs> best. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick what director was directing the world that we lived in right now, it'd probably be Mike Judge. You think so? I was gonna say Lars. Von Mike Trier, Judge is probably seems pretty dark. Mike Judge is probably upset they didn't come up with this first. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I don't have as encyclopedic of a of a, a director, director knowledge. knowledge as you guys. I'll tell you something it's sad. Not Guillermo del Toro. Uh, no. Unless we find out that Trump is a weird fish monster. Not unlikely. <laughs> he um, does kind of look like the Zora King from Ocarina of Time. Uh, if you put a that. wig on the Zora King, <laughs> uh. Uh, I think we solved it. Yeah. That being said, so this is basically uh, weaponized for good in the in Acorns. If you guys know what Acorns is, yeah, the or, like the investment app. Yeah, or Keep the Change, which is a Bank of America program. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were for a while. Which is the idea of like every time you make a purchase. It takes whatever the difference between your purchase is and the next full dollar. So if you made like a 1872 purchase, they would take 28 cents and like they then take it and save it for you and invest it. And, you know, kind of the same idea of like, you'll never notice small amounts. So give me something to check out if somebody's, you know, if you're looking for another at it, like attempt to save. Does it make a big impact in the end? Demon, do you still I do did it? no. Um, I did digit for a bit, yeah, yeah which was different. kind of this. Uh, it was the same I grouping, guess. but yes. a different execution. Yeah, take money you won't notice is still the idea. They mm -hmm. just take bigger chunks, but like they base it on timing. Yeah. Oh, oh this no, is like, like you don't a, need the money right a week. Now. You tend to not pay a lot of bills, but you just got paid, so you'll never notice if fifteen bucks goes missing from your account or whatever. I will certainly notice. Yeah. Capital is another one yeah. that's me, out there. That's a bad... Capital with a Q. No. Yeah. It's pronounced Quapital. Capital. <laughs> <laughs> I have never... I've, everyone's... At, when I go to work, they're always like, I use Capital. You know with a Q? And I'm like, yes, I talk to people all the day. I might start calling it Quapital. And see if I can get that into the zeitgeist. Uh, do you <laughs> that's know... pretty gross and pretty funny. Uh, you know how sometimes people like make a product like quote unquote for women that's always something stupid? Yeah, like Elevest. Yeah, like Elevest. Pharrell made a liquor called 
cream with a Q that comes in this big perfume shaped bottle and it's like pastel colored and one of them is peach and one of them is strawberry. And you named it cream? Cream. And yes, my sister my sister kept calling it queem. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a rude word. Uh, but there so was this cream. There's this whole, uh, Jezebel was like, ah, a liquor for women. Let's, let's play with that. And they like tried to cook with it and like make it into stuff. And the only semi acceptable thing that they made was like a peach cobbler. <laughs> they made all the rest. Pretty much just reduce it down to <laughs> simple <Sugar>. syrup. <laughs> Yeah. But they were like, it is was so... Was it cobbler with a Q? It was. Everything was, a, everything was with a Q, whatever they made. I like They made pie once and they put a Q in it. I don't know how. But like, uh, everything about it is disgusting. Yeah. But I think about that when you say Quapital. Yeah. But to answer your question, any of those apps can be actually quite good. Um, they can save you a decent amount of money, especially... And some of them, if like they're investing over the long term, it'll turn into a lot of money. It just can't substitute like actual, actual savings. So that's yeah. my problem is when people come in and they're like... I use Digit, so I save like $10 a month, so, so I'm thank good, God right? I wasn't saving anything before Digit, and I'm like, okay, Step you one. told me you wanted to buy a car in three years. How do you think you're going to do that with $360? <laughs> I like how, um, how like frank you are with people. I wouldn't actually All say right, it that way. Look, idiot. <laughs> this no, I, how much car cost, this how much you save. I mostly let math do it, where I go, okay, what do you want to do? Car? Cool. How, how long? Cool. How much do you want to put down? Oh, I don't know. Well, okay, let's say you want to put like 20% of the purchase price down. Okay, cool. How much is that? Oh, like three grand. Okay, great. So <laughs> You'll be able to let's do project out your savings. <laughs> For a thousand years. And they're like, oh, I'm going to fall way short. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Weird. Shoot. I got very Christopher Walken there for a second. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But Dan is the advisor that they need right now, but he is not the one they deserve. That's the tagline <laughs> I just put on our Batman episode. Oh. Huh? Makes sense, right? The podcast you circular. Need, not the podcast you deserve. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, I like them. I think they're good, and I think they can be great for, like, oh, I've never had an emergency fund, and now I have a couple hundred bucks just, you know, in case, like, my tires around. get slashed or whatever. Or, so like, with Acorn, it gets invested, or it's put in this little savings account? Acorn gets invested. You can pick how aggressive it is, but I would suggest Acorn's more for, like, hey, I want to start a little side investing that I don't think a lot about and don't check often, but, you know, maybe in five or ten years, it'll be a couple of grand or something. That's kind of fun. And I would suggest something that doesn't invest it, a Bank of America keep the change, or I don't think Capital or Digit. Capital, you can do kind of whatever you want. With. Oh, okay. Like, I would suggest those more for, like, emergency funds, because okay. you certainly don't want to have, like, a $300 emergency fund, or at least the start of an emergency fund that's not a full one. And then right when you need it, it's actually only it's 150 or something, yeah. because the market crashed the day before. Like, that's bad news bears. I oh, know. So. Acorns is getting ready to launch a, um, an IRA as well mm. i was gonna say what's uh, the terms on when you're allowed to take it out because i know there's penalties for removing things too soon from not from a brokerage account oh so yeah. from a, just a general investment account like acorns you can take it out whenever you want okay you just pay taxes on it yeah that's the only thing uh, is okay. when you put in money to an investment account you pay taxes on the difference between what you put in and what it's grown to so if you put in 200 bucks and it's worth 300 you will pay taxes on that 100 bucks when you take it the whole thing out and they're more favorable if you have held the investment for longer than a year. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, it's just your normal income tax if you take it out with less than a year. But if you can, Hang like on another reason, well, you don't generally want to invest with only a year because of the risk involved anyway. Sure. But another reason to not is because if you take it out with less than a year, you're going to pay a much higher tax rate on it. Sure. 
And like with the, uh, for how long you let it sit, that's just because like it tends to be better in the long run. Like the, the market the trend averages is upward. out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, over the history of the market, you've never lost money on stock market investments. At least I last I looked, was on, I looked at the last hundred years, but I assume it's forever over a 15 year period. Okay. But about 30% of the time you lose money over a year period, sometimes very significantly. Okay. So it is, it's basically the analogy I use. It's like gambling, but you're the house. Okay. You're going to win in the long term. But in the but short certainly term. certainly someone else could walk out a winner in the short term, right? I could go to the casino and take them for twice what I came in with. That's how they get you. But over the long term, if I keep going back to the casino or if enough people start going back to the, keep going back to the casino, they're not going out of business. Yeah, unless you, unless a certain president may be random. Well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, man, he or, lost a or you got game. on Danny Ocean's bad side. <laughs> He'll uh, take you down, Andy Garcia. But the idea is that's why if you don't want to be investing for less than like a year, because you could easily lose your money. But yeah. if you're investing for ten years from now, the chances of you having lost money are pretty slim. Okay, so it's more of a long term thing. Yep. yep. Okay. That's why I do it for big, long goals like retirement, but other ones as well. Sending kids to college, you tend to invest money for that. Oh, or yeah. Buying significant things in the future if you wanted to buy a, a, a house or something, and you know that's a ways away for you. You almost said boat, and I was going to smack I you. I did, <laughs> and then I was like, no, don't say boat. No one should buy a boat. That's not true. If you have gratuitous amounts of money and you want to waste it on a boat, God bless, but it better be... Like, you don't need that for nothing at all. Yeah, yeah but register it in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, it better be that or light a cigar on fire with that $100. <laughs> that better be the other use of it, because... <laughs> About as useful. <laughs> anyway, boats are dumb. I think that's the answer here. Yeah. That was the last... But if you wanted to buy, like, a, if you wanted to buy like, a vacation home, you knew that, and it was, like, a 10-plus-year goal for you, then you could certainly be like investing the money investing for that. It. Yeah, okay. You just want to start to pull it out of your investments as you get closer and closer and closer. Nice. I think that's pretty good. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about office space or scams? <laughs> uh, not scams. Uh, backtracking a little bit, I would say that the only reason that I backed out of something like Digit was that the they implemented a fee structure that just made it to where I would have to be, I would have to be doing most of my savings in it in order to overcome the fees. Yeah, and they really jacked them up. If you Digit pay attention special. to it. Uh, if you pay attention to your savings in really any capacity, I think you can beat what something oh, like that can do. You kind of do it yourself. Yeah, you have to be, like, Acorns definitely has a pretty steep fee for the amount of money I put into it. I just do it because it's kind of fun, but, like, it, again, do your own savings. Do your own investing if that's something you want to do. Um, and be at least be aware of those those sort of fees. Yeah, know what you're going into. It also doesn't work for everybody if you have a very strict budget. Yeah, right? if like, you have already allocated every penny. Right, like if you know where your dollar's going and then that dollar's not there, then it doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. there's certain types of budgets that it works better for, but if not, if you're like if your strict budget is working for you, don't do that. And not even strict, I shouldn't say that. If it's well, your like, specif- specific. Yeah, right? you've got a job for every dollar. Right, you could have a strict, like I don't spend more than 500, but not have it categorized. But like if you have it all categorized, well then yeah, it's going to break down when 20 of it disappears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Interesting things to think about, y'all. Read the terms of service on whatever you sign up for. Like that's uh, pretty good advice. Yeah, it doesn't it can't hurt you. Yeah, I mean, unless you read it after you signed up, and then you're kind of boned. Sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. 
I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Tell a few people who don't know about this podcast about us. Thanks, as always, to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Catch us on Instagram at MBM Podcast or uh, at email us your thoughts and feelings or uh, tips and tricks about scams at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's all. Did I miss something? I don't think so. We'll get in post. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just edit it As we always do. Yeah. (laughs) Clean it up in post. Okay. Bye. I panicked. I have nothing to say. (laughs) Don't buy a boat. Don't buy a boat. (laughs) Always good advice. (laughs) 